Warning. This podcast may contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. What's going on? It's your boy, Scoots Bronson. And I am S. Foster. And this is the Viewers Anonymous Podcast. What's going on with you, buddy? Shit, can't call it, man. Another day of potting, man. So that's always a good day. We're, you know what I'm saying? Day late, but you know, as long mm-hmm. as the content get out there in the world, we mm-hmm. all good, man. But how you feeling? Everything good with you? I feel bamboozled. Damn, not bamboozled. Bamboozled. Random up. It's a whole sham mockery going out of here. Let me tell you something. My whole life, they've been lying to us and telling us that Jackie O was one of the most beautiful first ladies in the world. Oh, Jackie O, Jackie O, Jackie O. She was a, a lady of class and <laughs> such beauty and elegance and grace. Have you ever seen what she looks like? Well, you know, of course I seen what she looked like. <laughs> Man, no, bro. They, no, had her, they had her on the same level as Michelle Obama, bro. Well, you know why? Because he white. I know that. I'm just saying, no. like, <laughs> nah, no, bro. what? No, no. Like, so what I was gonna say because I seen I seen your post. Yeah. And what I was gonna I was gonna type something, but I was like, nah. I think what it is, you know, who the two youngest presidents were. Yeah, Kennedy and Obama. Exactly. They're the two youngest ones, man. Like yeah, all the rest but, of these hoes old. The Kennedy wife don't look nothing like Obama wife. Nowhere near. But no, no, Jackie, Jackie like. Kennedy is like a solid three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. I've been, yeah, bro. I've been, I've, I've, I don't know what to think anymore, man. From now on, bro, like America is just, I don't know what it is about. It's, it feel like ever since 2020, all the truth just been falling and spilling out. They can't hold secrets no more, man. Man, I, I think now. I don't know how they're doing their judging uh, judging skills. I don't know if they're like rating like the first ladies and all this type of shit like that. But it's like considering like of the ones that I know, like I, I only know you know Eleanor Roosevelt. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Uh, Jackie, uh, Mary Tyler Mark. Lincoln. Yeah, I've seen pictures of her. I've seen pictures of yeah. her, and I've seen and I've seen pictures of uh, obviously Clinton. Uh, Barbara Bush, mm-hmm. I'm saying the other Bush. Mm-hmm. So like I've seen some, but it's like yeah, you know I'm saying Reagan's wife. You know what I'm saying she tried to tell us don't Nancy. do drugs and shit. Nancy, yeah. So it's like fancy, looking at Nancy, Nancy the throat queen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it came out, didn't it? Yeah, hey, I'm not gonna deny or confirm, but all I'm gonna say is everybody know what the Reagans was doing before he started running for office and shit. Uh, now listen, let me tell you something. I know it's true because this is the second time that this came out. This hey. had, this are th- that story had already come out before. Hey man, they were doing they were doing a lot of freaky deaky shit to get a role, man. Hey man, just I ain't mad at her. Hey, you remember? Um, let me see. This was the. The, the third, yeah, the third screen when they when they finally went back on Sydney Prescott's mom and shit, and mm-hmm. they were saying what she used to do back in the day to get those roles, man. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, I'm, I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying hey, I can't deny you got, to do what you, got, you got to do what you got to do. Yes, hey, got to. So I feel, look, man. I feel you. Like I mean, I never even really thought of it like that, man. I never, I never even looked at Jackie in that way. I guess because like all the times, but well, most of the time, I've always seen Jackie. It was her crying and shit for me watching like the documentaries of the assassination Bruh, and shit. I've, listen, this is the first year I've ever seen a picture of that woman. I've never, I've, I've taken America on their word this whole time. I've never looked her up. Cause like anytime, anytime like they would show pictures of her, like on documentaries or whatever, it would always be like side profiles. So like, you don't really get to see her full face. So like now I've seen her. Oh man. I'm talking about grill trash. Like this whole <laughs> face structure trash, bro. Yo, yeah. I, I was, I was always under the belief of like, I never thought Marilyn Monroe was as hard as people made her out to be. I was like, "Hey, let me tell you something. Compared to Jackie, yes, she is." Well, I mean, to Jackie, but I mean, like Marilyn Monroe. Way that, nah, Marilyn Monroe is cold though. Man, she 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 lukewarm. I mean, I don't really look at like <laughs> <I'm just saying. laughs> like if I seen her walking down the street, I'd be like, "She all right. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> you know what I'm that ain't really my speed. So to me, it really don't matter. I just know Jackie Kennedy, not what they've been telling me she is. Hey, man. That's funny. That's yeah, so funny man. that you even on that kid because. So, you know what? Fuck it. Well, I do it in what we watch. Okay. So uh, let's get to it then, man. Um, For everybody that don't know, if you're just now listening to this podcast, or I'm sorry, this is your first time listening to this podcast, we do a segment called What We Watching. It basically gives you something extra to check out um, every week, you know what I'm saying, Uh, besides the two uh, movies or television shows that we review each episode. So let's get into it. Let's get into it, bro. What you got? All right. So I'll go with that one first since uh, we were just talking about the Kennedys and everything. So mm-hmm. I got two this week. Uh, so the one thing I was watching, uh, I will start with, I listen to Joe Rogan, but it really always depends on the guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's brought Oliver Stone back. He's had him on before. And he brought him back because Oliver Stone has released a documentary called uh, JFK Revisited. Uh, I think it was Through, Through the Glass. Through the glass, something or something. But anyway, so I started watching it, and it's supposed to be a part two. He said it's going to come out in February. But I, uh, I'm so interested in the the Kennedys, and really, it's mostly around like the assassination and shit, and like all the conspiracy theories and everything that's around it. So I ended up doing a pod on it, put it out. Uh, actually, put it out today. Uh, I caught the JFK revisited. But, like, that whole thing of the conspiracies that goes around the FBI, the CIA, the Secret Service, and the government, and everything that's surrounded around uh, John F. Kennedy is completely nuts, man. Um, It gives you a lot of information on the things that was covered up. It gives you a lot of information on the what do you call it stuff the autopsy all of this shit like they they literally changed 
where he got shot on the autopsy because they had to, they came out with the theory that John, not John, but Lee Harvey Oswald got three shots off. But Kennedy was hit in the back, in the throat, and in the neck. But then the other dude in front of him got hit, and there was another bullet that grazed the ground and then hit a pedestrian that was at the parade. So there is a whole bunch of stuff that was that was given out in that documentary. So that's why I had to do a podcast on it. And just uh, just something else to intrigue the people uh, to try to get y'all to go check out this podcast that I just put out was, did you know the first black secret service agent was hired by John F. Kennedy? Mm. His name was Abraham Bowden. And let me tell you what Abraham Bowden had to go through. It's like that, like when you the first that's something a lot of the times you got to be the one to be the sacrificial lamb and shit mm-hmm. so obviously all the other secret service agents are white so they don't really fuck with this dude but he ended up being JFK's right hand man because he ended up being the only person that he could trust mm-hmm. so when the assassination went down Bowden spoke up about yo there's some precautions that wasn't taken you know what I'm saying? Like the jobs weren't fulfilled the way they were supposed to be fulfilled. So basically he stepped up and spoke out. So let me tell you the thanks he got. Got accused of accepting bribes and got sentenced to six years. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. So yeah, y'all uh go check out that and go check out my um uh, 28 minutes or less podcast that I just put out, episode 68. But the other thing that I watch that I've been watching is I started Homeland. I ended up okay. starting. I remember telling you about it. Um, I got to episode, episode eight. I got yeah. to episode eight on the first season, but I think I got, I think it's six or seven, eight seasons, something like that. So I still got a while to go. Uh, very, very interesting, entertaining type stuff, man. You know, it's it's around like the spy CIA. Uh, supposedly there is a American troop that came home that is that was turned mm-hmm. by you know what I'm saying by these other. I think it was in I think it was in Afghanistan. So anyway, so they think that this dude flipped and she is doing everything she can to try to prove this theory that she got in her head. So it's it's turned out to be a pretty good show, man. So I ain't mad at it, man. So uh JFK revisited. It's um it's on Showtime and I started watching Homeland, which is on Showtime as well. Cool, man. Cool. So um for me, I only got one. Um I ended up watching this. Uh, I ended up rewatching Black Mirror, and in the midst of rewatching Black Mirror, I brought it up to my little cousin, and he said, "Man, you should check out this show on Netflix called Love, Death, and Robots." So I was like, "Okay, let me check it out." You know what I'm saying? See what he's talking about. He like it's kind of like Black Mirror. He was like, "But it's all animation." So um, I began watching this this past weekend. It was it was amazing. It was amazing. Um, it's it's a very it, they have various animation styles from like 3D to anime to you know what I'm saying like classic you know what I'm saying cartoonish you know what I'm saying and you know what I'm saying like animation and I mean like it's just different it's it's multiple animation styles it got like even the um the hyper realistic animation style that they use for like the Final Fantasy movies where it looked like the real people 
Yeah, so they even use that. Like it's it's it looked a lot like CGI, but it's kind of something different. But it, it's it, they got all those kind of different animation styles. But um, what I found out in doing a little bit of research behind it all is that uh, it's connected to the creators of Heavy Metal. So um, I'm not sure if you ever seen the Heavy Metal movies, um, but Heavy Metal and Heavy Metal 2000 were movies that came out like. I forgot when Heavy Metal came out, but I know, of course, Heavy Metal 2000 came out in 2000. Um, but it was real. It was like a real different, you know what I'm saying, story, because it was like Heavy Metal is like a, um, it's like a group of stories all put together in one big story. And then Heavy Metal is more so like a one straight storyline, but it branches off into different things as well. But um, Love death and robots is basically like a carry on from that it's about like a dystopian future with different things that's going on different stories being told no episode is connected to the other they're not you know so like none of them are the same it's all different ones so i mean it's it's very interesting to see you know what i'm saying like the create the some of the creation and and um ideas behind some of these guys minds and it was very interesting man but it's on netflix check it out it's called love death and robots I don't think you'll be um, disappointed. That's what's up, man. Look, I am hoping that this is a big Netflix year. Um, they they can't they can't disappoint this year because of the thing that I've been men- mentioning when it comes to HBO Max not putting out the new movies anymore. Like, so they they started out the year pretty good. Um, yeah. With some things that I've already started, which I won't really mention at this time but there there's some new stuff but i mean like you know you got ozark coming back uh, you know mm-hmm. you're not a huge ozark fan but i i've been waiting on that shit for two years so so yeah man uh i, th- I think i think it's gonna be a big netflix year but last year wasn't too savvy either because when we did our right. top 10 we, we ended up mentioning a lot of uh, netflix movies so yeah man they got some they got some stuff coming up too man and the only thing i, I really like about netflix i'm sorry i don't want to say the only thing but one of the things i do really like about netflix is that they have this um they have the tab where you can see like upcoming you know what I'm saying projects mm-hmm. that they got um I think it's for the first or that follow or that quarter that they in so like it might be from like up until March or some shit like that you can you know what I'm saying you can check out what's coming out so I'm excited to see what they got you know what I'm saying I haven't checked it out yet but I think Netflix is going to lead the charge this year especially with HBO and um, you know what I'm saying, like Disney and all those other um all those other streaming services losing their edge with the you know what I'm saying with the same day as theater release. Um mm-hmm. I think like once a lot of those guys lose that, then Netflix is gonna get back up there to that number one spot. Yep. I am in total agreements with you. Mm-hmm. So um today, man, listen, we got <laughs> we got a fire episode for y'all, man. This is one of the Netflix movies. Speaking of Netflix, um, that we talked about doing. It was an exciting movie. Excuse me. It was a very exciting movie. Um, it, it shocked me that it was so good because of the who the you know what I'm saying who they had in the cast. Um, it's starring Ryan Reynolds, Dwayne Johnson, Gal Gadot. Um, it's. Netflix, Netflix is, I was about to say the movie and Netflix at the same time. Netflix's Red Notice um, came out last year. Surprised the shit out of me. I'm not going to lie to you. 
<laughs> I have faith in I have faith in Ryan Reynolds. And anytime The Rock is like playing that like hard ass straight guy, um, you know what I'm saying? Like with any kind of like comedic actor whatsoever, he'll do good. My issue was Gail Godot. Like I wanted to see what her role in it was because mm-hmm. I don't know, man. She just don't seem like a great actor actress to me. Or actor, whatever you want to put it. She just don't seem like, you know what I'm saying, like one of those shoe-ins for me. So, like, seeing her in this role, I think she did a pretty good job. They didn't really give her too much screen time. They gave her just enough so she can do what she got to do and, like, get up out of there. They ain't have to linger on it or nothing, which I thought was a smart idea that way. You know what I'm saying? She don't really, like, burn burn up too much, you know what I'm saying, air, mm-hmm. trying to do something that she wasn't really capable of doing. Um, I think The Rock... You know, said so anytime they throw him in one of those uh, big, uh, big bodyguard roles where he, you know, what I'm saying punching shit and blowing stuff up. That's all. You know, what I'm saying he, he he been doing that his whole career, so that's nothing new to him. And then Ryan Reynolds, I mean, dude is just skilled. What can I say? You know, he's gonna do whatever he got to do. So, um, like I said, the cast. They did a pretty good job, man. Um, the story actually wasn't that bad. The story was actually very um it was very captivating for me. It kept me really into it. Especially the fact that um we didn't really know what was going on until the end. Like that that yeah. twist that they threw in at the end, which to me was genius. Um, I thought that was good, but outside of that. I really don't. I don't know, man. I really didn't have no beef with this movie. What did you think about it? I I wouldn't call it a beef, but you hit the nail on the head. I I I don't like doing this, but sometimes some things just need to be said um, because it's something that they do on the rewatchables, and they be like, you know, recasting. I think Gail Godot could have been. I think somebody else could have. One hundred percent. I mean, I think I think think somebody else could have killed it. Yeah, any woman that you we we would consider a looker could have played that part. Yeah, I think well, besides somebody, the fighting like, part, that's why it, it, that narrows it down. I yeah. think somebody like uh, Jennifer Garner. Nah. I think, I think, I think she could have did that. Nah, she ain't she, she ain't bad enough to play that role. I see, I see what you're saying, like the part in the red dress and the dancing scenes and all that type yeah. shit. But I don't know, man. You know what I'm saying? You know who I think would have who would have really did a great in this role? Who? Zoe Saldana. Yeah. But I think that that would have been, yeah. I she would have gave it a nice said, little, yeah. a nice little flavor to it. She she would have she would have. Um, she could she could wear the red dress. You know what I'm saying? She yeah. looks amazing. She could dance and she could do the fighting scenes. And she got a little bit of better acting than than Gal Gadot. Yeah, and then I I just feel like. She just got so much going on right now. And then plus, I don't know how the deal is going as far as Netflix, because she now put out, I think, two uh, Netflix movies. But uh, Jessica Chastain, I think mm-hmm. I think she could I think she could have did a good job. I don't know. I don't know, man. She ain't done Hunger Games in a minute. I don't know. I how know that's what I said. I don't know if she was in the fight scene. I mean, she could have she could have got off the dancing and everything because I think you know what I'm saying. Like they would have they would have did something where she'd been able to do. And then like you got to remember too, like she's a little bit younger, so it's a little bit yeah. easier for her to get into the groove like that. But she ain't bad looking. 
I know she could do fighting because she was in X Men. You know, what I'm saying Hunger Games. Yeah. She done did her. You know, since she done did great fight scenes. Like, I mean, she she definitely could have uh, got in there and did her thing. And uh, the only other person that I could think of off head is um, oh, what's her name? I just had it. I just had it. Now I forgot what it was. Jessica. So, no, Jessica Bill. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, Jessica Alba, man, I'm telling you. She could dance. She looked good. She could fight. Yeah. I haven't seen her in a movie in a while. Like she's been on TV. She's been mm-hmm. doing TV, but I haven't seen her in a movie in a while. Um, but like, yeah, I think I think like Gerka though, like I like I like her, but it's yeah. like I don't know, man. It's just, it's just something about her. I, I just think that I don't think her acting is too the par of, of her co-mates. Like, I don't, I I don't think she acted as well as Ron Reynolds. And surprisingly, you know what I'm saying? Dwayne DeRoy Johnson. I mean, like, it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He, I'm hey, sorry, bro. Just the fact that we talk about The Rock <laughs> being an actor is hilarious to me. Listen, dude. Okay, let me ask you. Is he getting to the point where now it's kind of hard because he, he kind of flirt with it, like, last year and the year before and shit like that. Like, he be coming back for, like, WrestleMania and shit. Mm-hmm. But, like, is he getting to the point where it's, like, we don't think of, like, WWE when we see him anymore? I think it depends on your age. Because, like, th- my kids, <laughs> until they start watching wrestling, they never knew that he was The Rock. Yeah. They didn't understand why he was called The Rock. So, <laughs> when they finally start watching wrestling and they realize, like, oh, he used to be a wrestler, then, you know what I'm saying, like, they start watching all his movies. Mm-hmm. Because he was a wrestler. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's one of my kids' favorite wrestlers is The Rock. So, like, he watched anything The Rock is in. It don't matter what it is, he'll watch it. Yeah, because I, I, I was... He watched Gridiron Game. Hey, Gridiron Game pretty good, man. Nah, I can't nobody say it. Nah, bro. It's just crazy he was playing a white man, but in the movie, you had a black Thanks. mama. So it was just... <laughs> well, my thing is... How? Why was they letting kids in juvenile prison play football? Man, listen. And what did they think was going to come of that? Hey, those kids need activities too, man. Teamwork, man. They got that's they what never, teamwork. They never seen the longest yard, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So I was looking at that man was uh I was I was looking at a commercial and they were showing uh NCIS uh, Los Angeles and it's just like yo. You look at El Kuche, man. You don't even think of him as a rapper no more. Ever, bro. You don't even think of him. You didn't. Even, you wouldn't even know he would rap. Exactly. Same with Ice T. Yeah, it's like I, that's why I said. Do you think he's getting to that point? But see, he still flirt with wrestling a little bit. So mm-hmm. that's why I don't think he's there yet. Because for the simple fact of him coming back and right. you know messing around with it, little stuff like that. But anyway, I, I felt that the movie was really good. I really liked the script. I really liked how they added. Uh, the whole Hitler thing to it mm-hmm. uh, in World War II, how Ryan Reynolds' dad ended up being, you know, semi really involved in what was what was going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and like this private bunker that was hidden in uh, Argentina. In Argentina, so it's just like, yo, like the, I think that they put some some real thought into into the script, man. And they I'm definitely not, did. I'm not mad at it, man. And um and and I like and I like anytime you let somebody like like Ryan Reynolds uh you know what I'm saying get his shit off. Cause mm-hmm. 
he's he's one of those dudes where it's just like, all right, man, this this is you know what I'm saying, around what we want you to talk about, but just do your shit. Because yeah. you can't you can't write Ryan Reynolds. You can't. Like he he's just you one of those dudes. Can, you can you gotta do it very loosely. Like That's what you got to write a skeleton of it and let him just fill everything else in. Yeah, and then yeah. just the way that he just do certain shit, mm-hmm. like that shit, that shit be so fucking funny, dude. Like, hey, but that motherfucker said, <laughs> that motherfucker said, I got two questions. He said, first question, he said, where did you get that jacket? <laughs> he, said, I know. he said, I know that's the cow. Someone said, worth it. <laughs> That motherfucker goofy, man. He goofy, and then he said something about, hey, dude, you got a bad somewhere tucked in that turtleneck. Hey, this dude is wild, man. This dude is wild. But um, the synopsis is basically uh, Nolan Booth is, quote-unquote, either the first or second best art robber that there is uh, Mm. in the world. And John Hart, um, Hartley is Hello. playing a FBI agent, which he's always the fucking FBI agent, the rock. Um, but he is trying to take him down. But then you got the bishop who's supposed to be the best robber that there is. And the whole thing is they want these three eggs because there's this billionaire, gazillionaire guy wants to get all three of these eggs together. They give it to his daughter, which he named huh, Cleopatra. And the eggs were clear, the 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 ancient Cleopatra's eggs that was mm-hmm. split up and all this type shit. And the whole thing was for them to steal these eggs and give them to this guy so they can get money and all this type shit. So there's a whole bunch of other shit that's going on with them between that. But so what what are your thoughts? Because I like this whole thing that we've been doing lately. I feel like it's been flowing better. It's been really dope. So, what are your thoughts on um, on John Hartley? Um, I, I like I said, it's 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 kind of uh, it's kind of easy to like the character because this is what he's always done. Like <laughs> this is yeah. him, like. John Hartley is basically a cookie cutter version of whoever dude was in Fast and Furious. Yeah, hot. Yeah, pretty much so. Like that's pretty much all he is. He's just a more smoother, refined version of Hobbs from Fast and Furious. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was interesting to see him and um, him and Ryan Reynolds actually. You know what I'm saying? Like co-act. You know what I'm saying? In the same movie. To me, I feel like that same chemistry that uh, The Rock has with Kevin Hart, he kind of brought out with Ryan Reynolds in this one. Um, But not in the... Not in, like, the PC way that, you know what I'm saying, like, him and Kevin Hart do. Yeah. This one was a little... It was a little more looser. You know what I'm saying? They was able to make some real adult jokes. Um... I mean, and on top of that, this is an adult movie, too. Like, you don't have to worry about, you know, trying to not say too many cuss words, anything like that. This is one of the ones where they could really kind of just, you know what I'm saying, let their chops loose. Um, 
I really, I really don't have too much to say on the Rock's character, man. I, I thought that he served his purpose. You know what I'm saying? The big bulky guy who's going around blowing shit up like he always does. Um, I don't, I don't really see anybody else playing that role. Maybe besides like Batista, but like outside of that, or not to the but maybe like John Cena. John Cena could could kind of do that too, but like. John Cena <laughs> is becoming he's becoming the rock. He's becoming the white rock. Yeah, because yeah. now he's now he's in Fast and Furious and the Rock ain't doing the Fast and Furious no more. That's what I'm saying. He's so becoming like, the white rock. Yeah, like that's basically what it is. Like, and you look, man, you hit the nail on the head. Like this this is uh not Shaw, but this is Hobbs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He he's the FBI guy trying to take down Dom, end up being fond of him. Now he's working with him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but the only twist on this one is he's playing an FBI agent, but he's actually not an FBI agent. But he's also taking down. Well, they needed Booth to show them what a third egg was, so they can give it mm-hmm. to the person. So he's actually a bad guy, which which is funny. When in that in that scene where I was talking about earlier, where he said that yo, like, where did you get that jacket? There's a cow somewhere saying worth it. Mm-hmm. He has said, how do I know that you're not a bad guy and I'm a bad guy? And he was like, you know, he didn't answer the question. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because it was kind of like, yeah, I am I am one of the bad guys, but I'm pretending to be a good guy that, like, mm-hmm. I'm coming to arrest you. So I thought that that was dope. But, like, even when you think about Booth's character, which I thought was dope, was they brought the whole – thing in about his dad and his upbringing because he says because Hartley was like yo I got a profile on you and he started naming like you probably started stealing when you was around six eight years old mm-hmm. um you know you was trying to get your dad's attention and and all of this type stuff and he ended up being completely right about the whole thing and the one thing that made Booth really crossed that line with the whole fact of his dad was obsessed with this watch. But then I think that once when we got to the end of the movie, we realized why his dad was so fond of that watch mm-hmm. was because that watch wasn't just a watch. Like this watch opened up one of the most. Key. Yeah. Like it was, it was a key that unleashed like one of the biggest secrets, you know what I'm saying? Being held. And it, it never explained if his dad was, Working for the government or anything, at least I don't remember. He was like an archaeologist or some shit like that. So it's like, how do archaeologists get in touch with this guy that was Hitler's right hand man when Hitler took all of his shit out of Germany and sent it to Argentina? It was like, how did his dad end up getting in these circles? How how would you make a cover up to build an underground bunker? So you think that his dad? You make that, you make that archaeolo- archaeological site basically the bunker. You so you take that the site where however long you're gonna be digging and doing all that. You, you know what I'm saying? You tell them that this is where we digging for whatever they digging for, and I tell them what they're looking for. They build the bunker, cover it up. Voila! That's the easiest way to build a bunker like that. Archaeological dig. I pay. I pay. 
But what was also hilarious when when because the way that they got into the bunker, they was like once they opened up the door, he was like, "Yo, how did?" And when they saw that Mercedes, that uh, nineteen, I think it was a nineteen thirty one Mercedes mm-hmm. or whatever, he was like, he looked, he was like, "Yo, how did they get it down here?" He was like, "Man, we <laughs> struggling to get down those steps." <laughs> no, like he just says like some of the like shit that's like, and I know like this part right here, like if 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 John Hartley didn't explain it. You would have been like, yo, like, what the fuck? Because you know this shit like this, like, they hit the lights and the light came on. <laughs> and and Booth was like, yo, who's been paying the electric bill? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> well, we, okay, so just a little little quick thing. You know, this is this is like my, my zone right here. So, like, and, um, at the end of World War II, you know, like, a lot of the, like, generals and captains and, like, top brass that was in Nazi Germany they ended up leaving and coming to South America. Two places they went um, that they were really, well, two places that they went mostly was Argentina and Chile. Um, Brazil got a lot of them too, but the, the two main places were Chile and Argentina. Argentina was the one with the most. So this is why this is like in Chile. I mean in Argentina. So um when they got to Argentina, what they would do is they would live there for a small amount of time, and then they would stay there until they would be recruited by NASA. Mm-hmm. And they would end up basically coming up to America from Argentina and then eventually being relocated. So, like, it's a um, it's a small place in – it's a small town in California. I forgot what it's called, but it's full of fucking Germans, and they all, like – Descendants of ex Nazis or ex Nazis, mm-hmm. and that's where they all, you know, so like they all end up relocating to. So yeah, and um, the one dude that started NASA, one of Ron Braun, he is an ex Nazi. So that's nah, why nah. they would recruit him. Yeah. No, nah, so I, I was actually talking to someone about uh, that the other day. We was just talking about how. The, the the measures that the American government would take just to either be in charge or to have either science advancement or either you know say anything in that round like mm-hmm. the links that they would go and like they did that back in the 40s 50s and 60s where they started taking them former Nazi people who did mm-hmm. all these terrible things during the Holocaust but they brought them here just so they could be ahead of Russia just so they could be ahead of China and all this type of shit. So we would stay a power so we could be the first people to get the uh the advancements on tech and going to space and mm-hmm. all that type of shit. And it's just like, is it that serious? And it's like America feel it is. So they'll go through Capitalism, those measures. Man. Yeah, like that's that's all it is. So but I thought that that dynamic of the movie is to me that took it to that next level. I think mm-hmm. adding this dynamic to it is what took it to the next level for me yeah. because you could put a script together and it's just like, all right, it's a pretty good script. You got you got The Rock, you got Ryan Reynolds. You know what I'm saying? You can make the shit work. But I think that the whole dynamic of his dad and then his dad being somehow tied to the Nazis and had this mm-hmm. watch that happened to be a key to open up this door to all of this shit that they ended up bringing back 
from Germany and they stashed it in Argentina. I thought that was dope. And mm-hmm. also, when you were here, I liked that moment when they was in prison together and he was telling the story of the dad and the watch and then how yeah. his dad ended up finding the watch and he had like it wasn't even really a big deal that mm-hmm. he didn't talk to him for a whole year. I thought that you would have to to add those little moments into the movie because I think that those are the things that will make you understand Booth better. Because like you don't really get why Booth would go through the links to do the, some of the things he would do. Like he would he would get caught on purpose just so he would escape. Yeah. I, mean, it's, I mean it's classic character building, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a way to tell you a lot about the character without really having to, you know what I'm saying, give you uh, a 30 minute montage of who this character really is. I mean, I think the same thing happened with Jack, uh, I about to say Jack, John Hartley, um, just not necessarily in the same way, but him befriending Booth and him manipulating Booth and going through everything that he went through only to find out that he was basically Gil Gadot's partner this whole time. And you know what I'm saying? Like they've had this relationship and then both of them together are the bishop. Yep. You know what I'm saying? With them actually showing the scenes where something would happen to them and then in the end when they go back and they flashback and then they will show what really happened, you know what I'm saying? Like all that to me is, is a great way of character building without actually having to build the character um, within the storyline. It was I think that was a genius way to um, bring a lot of these characters along. The only one we really didn't get was Gal Gadot because we didn't really see a lot of her, you know what I'm saying? Um, in the movie, and it was really just based on, you know what I'm saying, John Hartley and uh, Nolan Booth, and I thought, you know what I'm saying, the way that their story arcs came together, I thought that was pretty good. I I feel, I feel you, and I also feel that I think that they did that to her because her reign, like, don't get me wrong, like, she, look, she carried the two uh, Wonder Woman movies, no matter how you feel about them, uh, she carried them. So we we know she could play that main role. Yeah. Um. It's just that when it when it came to this film, like I just really don't think that. I don't even think it was necessary for us to even know her background. To be honest with you, it really. I'm kind of glad. I'm kind of glad they didn't give yeah, us really her was. background because I, I I'm, I'm not trying to kill her here. I just feel that she just didn't. I honestly just feel that somebody else really could have could have did this role. It was just a mm-hmm. little better. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right about the character building because I think that we had to figure out why Booth was the way he was because it seemed that he was he was well off, and then he had this ego thing, and it wasn't even really a an ego thing to be honest with you. It, it was more of, I mean, it was an ego thing. But I think that he just wanted to be noticed. And I think that him feeling insignificant to his dad, I think that he's like, yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna commit these crimes of stealing this great art, but I'm gonna get caught on purpose because the whole game is it's not the money, it's the fact of me getting caught and then breaking loose and y'all knowing y'all can't hold me. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny when your girl said uh, how he was six for six. And um, now what was funny was she said, I'm going to send you somewhere where you don't want to be. He said, where, your Instagram account? And I was <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> hey, I was like, this dude, this dude, man, listen, 
Ryan Reynolds, man, he, he is becoming a legend out here. Like, I am ready to see this new Deadpool, and hopefully they do it right. I think this time, I think this time around, Deadpool is going to be a little better because they couldn't use the, like some of the characters that they wanted to use, especially yeah. when it came to the X Men and shit. I think now it's going to be just a little bit more open. I think the budget is going to go up on it as well because they've seen the success of the first two, but mm-hmm. also with the whole merger of Fox and Disney and all of the Sony, all these motherfuckers. So, like, I think that the characters are going to be more open in the next one that come out. So I think Deadpool 3 is, uh, I think this probably, I, I believe this is going to be the best one to come out. Um, but when you look at this film, what was, I was about to say the moment, but what was the, the, uh, the scene that turned out to be your favorite scene of this movie? Um, my favorite scene in this movie was the fight scene in the um in the room with uh Gil Gadot, The Rock, and Ryan Reynolds when they was all fighting her, and she just yeah. busting their ass. Like <laughs> to me, that was the best scene in the movie because um once you once you watch it and you find out what's going on, if you go back and rewatch that scene, you can see everything that they did in that exact scene without having to, you know what I'm saying, see it again. Like it's this it's one part where um she had kicked the rock, but he already knew, so he had his hand up like this, he blocked it and then he fall over. And then when she go to kick Ryan Reynolds, he ain't blocking nothing, so he actually getting kicked. So the, it looked like The Rock getting kicked, but he ain't, he, you know what I'm saying? You can tell he blocking it. But then, like, when you watch Ryan Reynolds, he really getting kicked. Like, mm-hmm. anything that happened to him is really happening to him. Like, with her and The Rock, they pulling punches. So it's like, in one scene, it looked like that they almost dancing. And then when you mm-hmm. go to the end and you see that they was actually dancing, you be like, oh, shit. So, like, this is that's how this whole thing was supposed to go down. So I thought that was the, um, the good, the be- one of the best scenes in the movie because uh, – of the first off, the just the choreography of that whole situation, and then when uh when old dude came in there at toward the end, you know what I'm saying the the catch him, I thought that was pretty good too. It's what funny you said it. It's funny you said it because that was one of my favorite scenes too. Mm-hmm. But the part that really stood out to me was like when she had uh picked up that uh, spear with her foot, and the rock had busted that glass and mm-hmm. got that shit. And that's another thing that little that ass shows shield. you. Yeah, he get a shield. He don't get a mm-hmm. weapon. He get a shield. That's what I'm saying. See, but then what really got me was Ryan Reynolds. Trying to uh, he tried to elbow that shit. Dude, do nothing, man. His little elbow bounced right up off that thing. <laughs> hey, and then and then like um when when he had picked up the spear, right? So like mm-hmm. after the whole fight scene, so we getting towards the end of the fight scene. He picked up the spear, and then he looked at it, and then he threw it down. And he squared up with her. And then mm-hmm. he took off running. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> <laughs> hey man, this dude is stupid. But I yeah. swear to God, this dude no. is oh, a clown. That's what I meant to say too. I forgot to add this in what we watched. I finally seen the hitman's wife's bodyguard. I see they put it on Max. I'm about, to, I'm about to watch it. Ryan Reynolds, once again, he does it again, bro. I don't know how, but him, him and Samuel L. Jackson in this movie is are even funnier than in the first one. Yeah, I seen I seen they put it on Max. Uh, I'm gonna check I'm gonna check that out sometime this weekend. 
Man, Selma Hayek kills it. That's another one they could have had to do this. She killed everything. Yeah, they could have had to do this one. She could have. Okay. Um. Yeah. You know, trust me. So, that, that, <laughs> that red dress would have looked a lot better, my boy. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. It, she she would have filled it out real nice. Yes, indeed. So, but yeah, that that was one of my favorite scenes. Um, I just, I just thought that it was so funny just when he tried to hit that glass, and then you hit a glass and he <laughs> hold his elbow. That shit was hilarious. And then like just the the whole scene of when they was in the prison. And how he he says something about, and then he says cop, but he says it nonchalant. Mm-hmm. And Hartley's like, "Don't do it. I know what you're doing. He's like, what, are, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm not doing anything. What do you mean? Like he's like, you know, these guys find out you are a cop. And he was like, he was like, guys, everyone here is not a <laughs> cop. <laughs> he is not a cop. He was like, he's uh." He said he does a certain detail for the cop, which falls under the police uh, umbrella, but he's mm-hmm. not a cop. <laughs> and I was just like, yo. And then he's like whispering to him. Oh, what did he say? He he whispers some shit under his breath. He was like, oh, he said, dude, you got to stand up. You're embarrassing me. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Hey. It's so many like like little moments in there. It's just like the shit that he says under his breath. That's just like that, like when he said when he said something about him being a partner, he was like, You love me. He was like, No, I don't. He was like, You really, really love me, don't you? <laughs> and I was like, but you know what though? But that booth character, he was looking for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That was something that he was looking for. Like and, and then even when he would say, um, when they was lifting the rocks, and he was like, Teamwork, team, team, team. He said, Don't even yeah, sound right coming out of my it, mouth. It, it, it doesn't even feel good. <laughs> Hey, it was just so funny because he didn't want to say teamwork. Mm-hmm. And it just, man, look, I think they did a really, really good job. I, I will say this, though. They better not play around with not giving me another six on the ground. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know the deal that Ryan Reynolds got with Netflix. I don't know if it's like a four-year deal that they're doing. I don't know if they're five-year deals. Mm-hmm. But this is what two right? Because it sits on the ground in this. I think the other shit that he's done wasn't Netflix related. If oh. I'm not mistaken. Because I think because all you gotta do is just look at the movies that are coming out. Like you see a lot of the smaller actors that that are being repeat people, but when you talk about the big people, like the bigger names, yeah, it's it's Ryan Reynolds. It's, uh, I mean, you might be right. Yeah, Six Underground that came out in 2019. Um, and then, yeah, Red Notice. Yeah, and um, they got a deal with uh, Sandra Bullock. I believe they got a deal with Jessica Chastain. Well, whatever they do with Sandra Bullock, as long as they don't let her do another Gravity movie, we good. Because I watched that too over the weekend. What, that gravity? Didn't do no- yeah, that movie didn't do nothing. Yeah. Personal. Yeah, it didn't do anything. Um, How you make it back to the space station and then end up right back outside the space station? No idea. I thought gravity was going to be better. I I, I like the the the, the visuals. George, George Clooney died for no reason, bro. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a while, but yeah, he did. But did you see that Unforgiven that he did? No. I probably stopped watching movies with Sandra Bullock after Gravity. No, I'm telling you. For that very reason. 
No, I'm telling you, dude. You you will fuck with Unforgiven. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. But but you know she did the bird box shit and she did that. Oh yeah, I did um, watch bird box. You're right, I watched bird box. I believe they got a deal with Chris Hemsworth too because there's going Ooh, around. It's supposed to, yeah, because it's supposed to be an extraction too. Mm, okay. Did you see the first one? The first uh, extraction. I I'm not gonna tell you I did. I might have. It it was uh it was the first thing he did after being Thor. Like he uh. Then yeah, I probably like, definitely seen it. I just he was like this marine. Him. He was like this marine ops dude who uh-huh. you know what I'm saying was just killing shit, basically. Oh yeah, I probably seen it. You, did you ever see Red Dawn the re, the Red Dawn remake that had him in it? Yeah, I, I didn't. <laughs> <see it. laughs> that was funny. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Yeah, because it wasn't. Yeah, but I I didn't even really fuck with the first Red Dawn like that. But there there's like teenagers killing thing. soldiers, bro. Like, come on, bro. Like, but the funny, but the funny thing about Red Dunn though is the backstory of the first one, yeah. because it had Patrick Swayze and it had your uh your girl to play baby and um and Dirty Dancing. That I is, don't know. I just know that they yeah. were supposed to be teenagers killing Jennifer Grey. I think it's Jennifer Grey. Yeah, yeah, that. But like, That's what I'm saying. What, like, come on, man. Now, what was funny? Well, the finish, finish. What I said, like, they didn't like each other, like on mm-hmm. set or nothing. So then when they came up with the script of Dirty Dancing and they cast these two motherfuckers, they didn't like each other. So oh, they were like beefing and like, but they had to do all these dance scenes and all that type of shit. It was, it was, it was, it was the behind the that shit up because that, that one lift up scene, he could end all that shit. Man, yeah, because he had a fucked up knee. No, I'm telling you, he could just lift it up and threw her and then left her, you know what I'm saying, Dude. hanging. And that, and that's another thing, dude. Patrick Swayze almost killed himself off this dirty dancing, my guy. This dude, so so okay, right? If I, if I got the story correct, I think he tore up his knee first okay. playing like football in like high school or some shit like that. Right. So he had a bad knee. Mm-hmm. So there was one scene in Dirty Dancing where he jumped off the stage. So he kind of re-injured his knee a little bit. Oh. But the thing is, but dude, they couldn't get the shot right, so they had him keep jumping. He had to keep jumping off the stage, and then they had to do the lift joint, and then they kept showing him trying to lift her, and he kept like not like dropping her, like she didn't like hit the ground. She was not fucking fat. That girl was (laughs) goddamn too fat. Man, that girl was fucking (laughs) not even a buck. Man, she was probably ninety-seven pounds. Man, hey, nah, bro. She's too fat for Patrick Swayze's arms, bro. <laughs> that's why. That's why the lift up was so slow. Hey, but well, you said his lift up was slow because that knee fucked up. Yeah, that's but, crazy. Uh, yeah, we uh, went off went off uh, on a tangent there. But the point mm-hmm. I was making was like these Netflix deals that they, that they're doing with people. You can kind of tell because you're starting to see a lot of the reoccurring actors mm-hmm. in the same thing. So. The point of me saying that is, I hope that we do end up getting a uh, a second Six Underground or however they're gonna name it because yeah. I thought I thought that shit was dope. Like that was the first movie we did on Viewers Anonymous was mm-hmm. Six Underground. Mm-hmm. So um, so hopefully yeah. Ron Reynolds do come back with that. Speaking of Netflix in a production house, bro, what did you think of um, Don't Look Up? Well, we already kind of spoke about that a little bit. Um, okay. Okay. Never mind. Yeah, we Never yeah mind. we did. We you you actually uh grilled me at the beginning of the top ten list uh that we did uh, earlier right. in the we week. Got about the top ten list. Yeah. 
So, so yeah. I, but as far as far as this movie though, I, I love the twist at the end where it where we found out that um, Hartley and the bishop actually was like the bishop, mm-hmm. and the whole chase. Well, there was a few. There was a few twists and turns, man. Like like even when when the bishop had set up well now we know that it was a plan but we didn't know at the time when they when they went to booth's house took the took the egg but then the other bishop came and switched the eggs and put the fake egg in there mm-hmm. and then um the inspector she ended up finding out that the egg was fake and then she looked into a uh, Hartley's background and saw that this nigga wasn't even the police. Yeah, wasn't even the police. And that he got an eight million dollar uh payout or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she ended up arresting him and putting him in the same prison as Booth. But the other twist that she had ended up the inspector ended up coming back. I gotta give the inspector this. She's pretty good at her damn job. Because Is for she? her okay, look at it this way. So she found she figured out that the egg is fake. Mm-hmm. Right? So she arrests him because she was able to find well, the bishop switched the number to where she would get called when she called to check up on him and all this type of shit. So and she saw the eight million dollar transaction, so she locks him up. All right. So then she happens to be at the party when they're all there at the party trying to uh steal the real third well, the second egg. Mm-hmm. So then when they find the third egg down in the bunker, who pops up? The inspector, because the inspector followed the bishop. So she yeah, happens to always she never followed. She never followed the bishop. And she never was doing a great job. They was tipping her off to where to go. But why would they tip her off at the uh, in Argentina? That don't make sense. Why not? <laughs> what do you mean? Why not? You making your job harder? No, you have to deal because, with the, I mean, the, the, the plan. The plan was to use Booth. Once we found out where the egg was, use Booth. Now he's the prime suspect. Get him caught. We both get it. Slip out. That was no, always right. the whole plan. I forgot about that. Yeah, I that was always the whole plan. They was using Booth as you know, what I'm saying basically the you know, what I'm saying the expendable one. So whenever but, they were, if they was to get caught. Boom, he go to jail, they could slip out. It looked like John Hartley did his job. You know what I'm saying? Then they, they don't really even know who the bishop is for real anyway, so she really didn't have nothing to do with nothing. She was just but, tipping him off the whole time. But how did Booth get the key? To unlock for, himself on the beach. Oh, that was definitely Remember? from one of them. Yeah, exactly. But that, so, but they still needed him. They needed him to what? To escape again? Because that's all he did was escape again. They needed him because remember, toward the end of it, they was gonna bring him. They basically was doing all that to see if they was gonna bring him in. But then she ended up showing up to the party, arresting the dude that bought the mm-hmm. three eggs, the millionaire dude, mm-hmm. and all that type shit. Maybe they and were. So they tipped her off on that too. Well, I'm hey. telling you, they, she not she not really doing a great job. They they tipping her <laughs> off on everything <laughs> that they doing. Hey, well, hey, to be able to get the bus, man, sometimes it's just knowing the right people. 
That's just I don't care. You... I, at the end of the day, I don't care about his day money. They did yeah. their part. They got paid. So you know what I'm saying? Once you get up in there, hey, what can I say? True. True. No, I'm That's not. I'm not, saying, I'm not I'm saying. I might have to steal it for somebody else later on down the line. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Oh man. Nah, but this uh this movie was pretty good, man. I ain't yeah, I ain't no, mad at right. it, man. I ain't mad at it. You ready to do the fire flame? Yes, sir. All right. Yoga fire. Yoga flame. All right, brody. So uh what you got on this one, man? Uh I'm gonna give this movie uh with everything being considered, even though I I I didn't think Gail was the the best selection for this part, but she still did a a, a good job considering Ryan Reynolds killed it. Um, The Rock he ended up killing it. I thought that the uh the one dude that <laughs> he ended up doing uh, a pretty good job. Uh, the Choker, um, <laughs> and it was so funny when when they was down when they was down and uh, tied up to that pole. And then they turned around and looked at him. It's like, man, why is your shirt off? Yeah, like, yeah. Man, I, I, didn't understand, I didn't understand that part either. That was confusing <laughs> to me too. Um, because you gotta think about it. When 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 Booth was explaining dude, and he was saying, uh, "Mr. Mr. Never wear my shirt." He called mm-hmm. he called him that when he was explaining dude. So um, he ended up doing a good job at at, at that as well. Yeah, and I thought the, the the comedy parts was good. I thought that all the little one liners that Ryan Reynolds was able to come up with was good. Like I said, I love the whole script part of mm-hmm. adding um the World War Two stuff to it. I got to give it a four point five, man. Okay, um, me personally, I enjoyed the storyline. I thought the twist at the end was great. Um, the story arc was amazing. The character arcs were even better. Um. Like I said, besides Gugado, which I really didn't understand why they really had her in the movie. I think I still think she did a good enough job to be in it. I just don't think that she necessarily needed to be in it. Um Ryan Reynolds, as always, did a great job. Um his sarcasm, his dry humor is always great in movies like these. Uh The Rock did a great job as well. Him always being, you know what I'm saying, the the hyper violent character or the the uh you know, saying the blit, the big clunky bully guy, um, he did a great job doing that as well. He even had a chance to even show some intelligence in this one, which I thought was rare. So that's actually surprising. Um, the action in this movie was good. The fight scenes were great. Uh, I give it a four. Okay, I give it I a four. I ain't mad at it. We'll round round the same thing. Yeah, man. So um, let's get to coming soon, man. Yes, sir. Coming soon. Coming soon. All right, so um, coming soon, man. Tuesday, we're giving you, um, speaking of The Rock, you know what I'm saying, we're giving you his other friend, Kevin Hart, in True Story. This time, he's paired up with Wesley Snipes, um, and it's a whole bunch of hijinks and mischief that goes on in this one. Um and even though the, the it's titled True Story, it's not really based on Kevin Hart, but it's loosely based around his life. So um, we'll see how this one, you know what I'm saying, turns out. I got to watch this one. Um, 
And then we'll see, man. I still ain't watched it yet, so. Oh, man, you haven't seen it? Uh-uh. Oh, man, I thought you have. Yeah, I, I haven't seen this one yet. So I'm going to check it out. I'll, now that all the hype done died down around it, I'm going to check it out. Okay, okay. Uh, Yeah, I, I've seen it. Um, I, I think it's I think I think you're gonna fuck with it, but I will say this though. There's gonna be a few things we're gonna be like, yo, that's cheesy and that's oh, yeah. I, I expect that. Yeah, so it's go, it's gonna be some of that in there as well. So yeah. but I, I think that when we you know, the way that we end up talking about things, I think when we get to the root of some of the shit of the topics that goes along with what true story is about. I yeah. think that's I think that's gonna be the vocal point of where we take this uh take this movie. Okay. Okay. That sounds like a plan, man. So um yeah, Tuesday, you guys get ready. Um if you would like to leave your fire flame ranking, just hit us up on our socials, hashtag um the episode that you're talking about, give us your fire flame ranking from one to five, and then um We'll get back with you. We even read it on uh on the next pod. So uh if you want to get in contact with us, you hit us up on Instagram or Twitter at View Pod. You can also hit us up on Facebook at VA Pod Watch Group. You can follow me at Scoots Bronson on Twitter, on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Scoots Bronson. Uh and that's it. Yeah, y'all can catch me at S Foster 8 on Instagram and Twitter at 28 Minutes or Less Pod on IG, 28 Minutes or Less on Facebook. New episode alert, new episode alert. Man, I just put out uh, JFK Revisited on all major platforms of the 28 Minutes or Less podcast, so go check that out as well. Um, that's all I got, man. Just just ready. Man, this is going to be an exciting year, man. I'm just telling yeah. y'all that now. I'm just sure. telling y'all now. This, this gonna be, it's going to be a good year. So, so I'm ready to dive in. Cool, man. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. And like they said, Hollywood, man, that's a wrap. Cut.